Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast and the final week in our journey through the Bible. We are almost there, almost through the book of Revelation. Let's take a peek at some of the books we've covered over this last week. Well, hello again, friends, and welcome to day 362 in the Bible. We have been trucking through the both the Old and the New Testament. We are just a few days away from reading through the entire Bible. And I hope you've enjoyed it. I heard from some of you this week that have been reading through, kind of went back on the Version app a little bit to see who's kind of been sticking with it. And uh, it's, it's just, it's awesome. I'm, I'm excited for several of you that it said it's going to be your first time um, reading through and that that's awesome. And uh, it's, it, it's just neat to see. You're not going to get it all. You're not going to understand it all. I don't understand it all. I've read through it. I don't know how many times uh, you're not going to get everything, but you've got more than you realized you got. It's a lot of bad English. It sounds like, but you did. And not only that, but the Spirit of God was working in your heart as you were reading that. Some's going to stand out. And as I said last week, double back now, maybe the new year. If you want to read through it again, that's great. Nothing wrong with that. I don't think I'm going to do that this year. But I want to double back, as I'm going to encourage you, double back into some books that you were like, mm, I want to spend a little bit more time there. And go back to some of those, and I think it's going to be a good year for you. But don't hesitate to go back to reading through the Bible again. And maybe you just want to follow right up and do it again. There's nothing wrong with that. For years and years after years, I just, one year after another, just read through the Bible. And uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But the key is to spend quality time every day with God. That's the key. Well, um, this last week we covered several books. I had a little piece of paper that was cheat code. There it is. We were, we've covered... Um, we went through Hebrews, which I am not going to cover that today because we are about to begin a brand new series in the book of Hebrews. Starting January 14th, that is our Vision Sunday at the church, and that Sunday, maybe the next week, we're going to start a new series in our Sunday school class throughout the book of Hebrews, and uh, it will take the entire year because what we'll do is we'll do it for about 10 weeks and then take a break over the summer. And then we will do it again to finish it up. And so I will bring those to this podcast. And so I'm not going to talk about Hebrews, but we're going to get into that. I think that is the book that I have not ever taught through in the New Testament. Probably most of the other books, maybe not every gospel, but one of the gospels or two. But probably most every other book I've taught through, but not entirely through Hebrews. I've taught several lessons from Hebrews, but I'm not entirely through it. I've went, taken a class on it before. Um, so I'm excited about this. I'm looking forward to it, and that's going to be coming on the podcast late January. But the others that we did cover were uh, the Gospels of John and the book of Jude, and I want to focus on really the Gospels of John here today a little bit. Uh, but we've read 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and then we're going into, we've read Jude, and then we're going to be in the book of Revelation. And so the epistles, the, the apostle John, he wrote these three letters. He also wrote the book of Revelation. And so John was the only disciple that was not martyred, but he was boiled alive and he survived that and later died of, of natural causes. But um, so he went through his own share of, of suffering. But 
But John wrote these three letters, the first, second, third John, shortly before his death, somewhere around A.D. 98. And then he wrote his gospel a little bit before that. Um, so John wrote quite a bit. If you think about first, second, third John Revelation, the gospel of John, John was a influential writer in the New Testament. He wrote these letters to the churches in Asia Minor. He, the surrounding that area, he lived in Ephesus for some time, so he would speak there. Um, he had a great relationship with these churches, and he ministered there for about 30 years or so. And so Paul was writing back to them. He was focusing on some situations like fellowship. The first John, such a good book, but he was focusing on fellowship. You think about that first chapter about fellowship and about if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What's that, what's that telling us? That we need to get back into fellowship with God. He was writing to these Christians that had sinned, saying, get in fellowship with God. Chapter 2 talks about when you, he's not, he said, I'm not writing these things so you continue to sin, but when you do sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. And that's chapter 2. There's another good verse in chapter 2 that he talks about that we ought to walk as as he walked the word ought i remember rick flanders and then it's just sentimental for a moment but i saw a picture today of rick flanders in a wheelchair his health has deteriorated since he got covid back in 2020 and and he was in a wheelchair kissing his wife but he was a faithful preacher for years and he still if if he's able to he'll try to preach but he's he's grown some weak over the years but he had a lot of influence in my life when i was at college and then yeah, I remember sometimes I could have lunch with him when he would come to our church in Michigan and, and I got to drive him around a few times and we talked, he wrote a book about back to normal. He gave me one. Um, he, he was just a, he, he is just a godly man. One of the historian when it comes to revivals, he wrote about revival and uh, I don't know where I was going on with that, but uh, no, he, he preached a message once from first John chapter two about that word ought. The word ought, like I may say, I ought to diet this next this next year. I may not diet. I should, but I may not. In that verse, he was emphasizing that word when it says we ought to walk even as he walked, talking about Jesus. And it's got the idea that the choice is ours. And sadly, many choose not to, but we can walk in Christ. We can abide in Christ. Which The word abide and love, those are two key words that John would write about. Remember John 15, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, the whole abiding in the vine, that's John 15. But that same word is used over and over again in 1 John. You won't, you don't always see it because it's in the Greek. Sometimes he uses a different words like the word remain. Um, there's some others that are just not firing on my brain right now as I speak. But he would use these different words. All are the same, all the same Greek word for abide. He really believed in that fellowship with Jesus Christ. And he had that. Remember, he was the disciple whom Jesus loved. He had that fellowship. He was the disciple. It always sounds weird when we say it in our modern culture, but he laid upon the bosom of Jesus. In their, their Middle Eastern culture, they would all sit and kind of lean in uh, near a table. We sit in chairs and push away, try to get as far away from people as possible. But but John would lay on the bosom. He would kind of lean over towards Jesus. He had that that personal relationship, fellowship with Jesus. And that's what he writes about. He says we need to have that same with him today. We can abide in him. When we abide in him, we have that power. And so First John, great book. Second and third John, uh, smaller epistles written to churches there. 
um, but very good. It also has a theme about security, knowing that you are secure in Christ. A lot of people miss misread First John. They think it's writing, writing about to see whether or not you're saved. It's not. It's all about writing whether or not you're in fellowship with God, not whether or not you're saved. So, um, wonderful book. And then he goes into the book of Revelation. Obviously, and I'm kind of glad that this is a survey type of thing. We're not going deep into the book of Revelation. Hey, maybe one time later before I retire, the book of, or the book of, the, the pulpit to pew podcast, maybe uh, we go in through Revelation. But when he writes the book of Revelation, there's some things to maybe remember. Uh, let's start with at the very beginning. It's, it's, it is historic. He's writing to the seven churches there in Asia. The church, I'm just going to start rattling them off some. I won't get them all right, but of, of uh, Philadelphia, the Phileo, uh, where we get the word Phileo, um, brotherly love, but he writes to the church of Ephesus, Sardis, Laodicea. He's writing to actual churches that were during that time period. So the first part of the book is historic. And then he gets into the vision that God gave him there on the Isle of Patmos, and starting in chapter number four. And as you go into that, um, it do look at the book. It is a literal book. We, I believe in the literal interpretation of Scripture. There are places, though, when he is clearly making a description of something. When you find the words like or as, as a lion or as a... He's describing something. Very possibly, he may be describing things in there that he's never seen before. He's looking ahead to the future that's even beyond us. There's things that maybe we wouldn't even understand if we saw it right now. I often try to think of it as if you were to if you were to go back into the uh, let's just say you're going to go back into the 1700s and try to describe what an iPhone is to those people in the 1700s. First of all, they're going to say what's a phone. You got to describe what a phone is. They're going to say, well, what's electricity? What's I mean, you're going to have to just it, it's going to be so much to try to explain. Sometimes I look at the Book of Revelation like that. I think he was. Paul, or excuse me, um, John was seeing things and he was just like, wow. And through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he penned them for us to get a glimpse of what it's going to be like. But when you read through the book of Revelation, there's nothing to fear. Well, as a Christian, you don't have to fear that. What's great about chapter 4 is he says something about the trumpet sounding. Uh, that's we're waiting, on the re- we're waiting on the return of Jesus Christ. We're going to be raptured out of here. The tribulation period is not for us. The battle of Armageddon, we come down, Jesus fights it. We don't have to do anything. And so the, there's going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb in heaven while we're up there during the tribulation period. So you don't have to fear anything. And don't get discouraged when you dive into Revelation. You're not going to understand it all. I don't remember all of it. I, I've had a class on it. I've, I've heard it taught through. But I don't remember all of it. And so do the best you can, study, trust the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you, but just enjoy it as you have the rest of this year. We're almost done. Day 362. It's going to be awesome. Um, we're, I'm looking forward to next year, studying through Hebrews. I'm really eager to get into it. I haven't got a chance to yet. I'm trying to finish up Exodus, which by the way, some of you are like, hey, where was the podcast at on Sunday? We did not end up having Sunday school at our church. We had a combined Sunday school last minute, and so I didn't end up teaching, so nothing went on to the podcast. Uh, so we'll, we should get into Exodus 20 this week, 
and finish it up the week after. And uh, then uh, probably have an off week and then we'll get into the book of Hebrews. So I'm pumped about that. I'm actually teaching tonight at our church. It'll be on the YouTube for the Faith Baptist Church. I may put it in the newsletter. A passage in Colossians. It's a prayer and I'm going to dissect a prayer. You remember in biology class when you would dissect a, a frog or a, maybe some did a pig maybe or a worm, but we're going to dissect a prayer of Paul's. And it's a prayer that I've just kind of been meditating on over the last week or so, maybe less, a little less than a week. But just thinking about that as I think about my family and my kids, I got a daughter going to college. This is just a prayer that I've kind of adopted. And so I thought, well, I'm going to share it in, in the next two weeks, this week, tonight, and next week. Um, with the church. So I say tonight, I'm recording on Wednesday. You're going to listen maybe at the earliest on Thursday. But um, we're coming to the end. So thank you guys so much for being faithful listeners to the podcast. Matter of fact, as I think about this, um, it was seven years ago today as I recorded on the Wednesday. Seven years ago today, I preached my final message as a pastor. I didn't know it was going to be my final message. But seven years ago today, this is when I preached. I preached on Uriah and the pride of Uriah. And then I came home and my life changed. But um, but you know God's good. As we come to this end of this year, just coming off a of Christmas season, um, it was a great it was a great Christmas. I loved being with family, both sides. My my family, uh, Michelle's family, um, my kids. It was just a it was just a beautiful time. And uh, so I'm thankful. You know, sometimes life takes twists and turns that we don't, we didn't see coming. And we can get discouraged. And that's going to happen. We can quit. Or we can just say, I'm going to make the best of this. And try to keep my eyes fixed upon Jesus. And, and I don't always do that well. But that's what I'm trying to do. And I hope, encourage you to do the same. Because God's been good to us all. So, hey, let's finish strong. Three more days and we're through the Bible. Thank you for listening to the podcast this week. We'll see you back on Sunday. If there's anything I can do, please don't hesitate to reach out and make sure you go to pulpit-pew.com. Is that what it is? And make sure you sign up for the newsletter that'll be coming out on Monday. Have a great week.